welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing daughter, Jaina Pittman. We are a mom and teen duo, and our mission is to empower others in faith to help them break free from the stress of everyday life. By sharing our experience, we hope to inspire you to find joy, peace, and connection in the craziness of the world around us. Every other week, we'll share the secrets of a resilient heart, and you'll learn how to nurture a strong mind, body, and soul by taking advantage of the divine power of prayer. We're so excited to share this space with all the beautiful souls who are listening today. Welcome, beautiful souls. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we are doing podcast 11. 11. How did we get here? (laughs) How did we get here? I don't know. How did we get here? It's been a beautiful journey. It has been. And today's topic is going to be praying with spiritual focus. What does that even mean? (laughs) What does it mean? So you're here today with your wonderful and amazing host. Jaina. What? Excuse me? What? Excuse me? J comes before K in the alphabet. Uh, yeah, but that's not the way we've ever done this before. With your amazing hosts, Jaina. I was going to say Kelly. Jaina. Jean. Jaina. Pittman. And Jaina. <laughs> With your amazing host, Jaina. This is not approved. This is not mother approved. I'm sorry. This okay, is not well, okay. you know what? We're going to switch things up. We're getting to change. It's the new year, new change. Yeah. Yeah, but... Sounds like an insecurity that you, it you is. need to work on. It is. But who's number one to say they don't like change? Well, me. <laughs> well, this is small now, things. It's the now big things. you know how I feel. Well, okay. 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 Let's A little Sorry, off topic there. A little off topic. Let's get back into it. Well, this is something that's really important, and it's really going to help us draw closer to God, is what I have found in my yeah. spiritual relationship over the last decades. For sure, skis. That the more focused I get, the more spiritually focused I get in my prayer, the greater God shows up for me and the more magnificent my life becomes. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. I think that, you know, it's so easy to, it's easy to pray for things, just random things, like put things out into the world. Like, yeah. Right. Rattle off a list, you know, it's like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And sometimes it's rehearsed, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, it can be like, okay, God, I want this. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And if you're looking for more guidance in praying, please check out Praying Correctly, which is our second podcast. It gives some more, I guess, direction in how, quote, how to pray. Right. It's really in-depth that talks about four simple steps that really open you up to receive God's yeah. answers. Yeah. And so yeah. I would just check that out. But today, we're kind of adding to that and putting a another element to it and that is like a spiritual focus on on your prayers and we're going to talk about kind of what that means and how it's helped us and how praying with a spiritual focus has helped us and gotten closer to god Mm -hmm. absolutely and so we can start off with an example because examples just make sense and people like them (laughs) right and so and uh looking for a house a house is a pretty pretty big purchase for people yeah for sure that's definitely i mean when you get there when i get there i'm gonna be so excited <laughs> uh, yeah it's usually very stressful too yeah and depending on the housing market when we bought our first house the housing market was very similar to what it is now there yeah. was a house that got snapped up boom instantly yeah. and like a fraction it's of a second crazy right now with six offers 
But in praying for a house, it's very easy to get focused. In fact, one can get super focused and hyper focused. It's yeah. like you make a list. I know. I mean, and I know people say, I know exactly what I want. I'm going to have this big kitchen and I want a big dining room that we can have family celebrations in. And I want a mud room for it. So we have a place for every oh, single the person big in mud our room. family. <laughs> the mud room. I love the mud room. I don't have a mud room, but I love the mud room where yeah. I can fantasize about it and everybody has their own hook and their own little bench and their own little cubby to put all their coats and their stuff in. And I want four bedrooms and probably a two-story. Don't really like splits. And I could go on and have this beautiful, beautiful house that I want. And a lot of people go about creating their desires this way. And a lot of people call this manifestation. It's like get clear on what you want. Get focused. Write it all out. Draw it all out. And then you'll manifest it. Poof. There it is. And a lot of times people do manifest it. Yeah. But what happens if you are trying to create that relationship with God? It's kind of like leaving God out of your life a little bit yeah for sure I think that when you start kind of when you quote pray with a like a focus you know maybe you're too focused on exactly what you want and not being open to what God has in store for you and so that's where the spiritual piece kind of comes in right right and you're focused more on the material and your perspective is like this small little piece you want this control over your house and considering the world and the universe it's like this small little control with this tiny little aspect in your life when you look at the full big picture and so god has the big perspective of our lives yeah he has huge plans for us big plans uh for us to flourish (laughs) for us to be joyful for us to feel confident and calm and so god is is amazing and providing for us. And so when you pray, like when we were actually looking for our house, I could have had beautiful lists like that and yeah. had everything I wanted. I could have driven myself crazy and probably not have founded it in that very limited market. Yeah. But from experience, I had already learned with my relationship with God is that oftentimes I make the wrong choices. And the big picture of things, it seems really good in the moment. And I get exactly what I want and I'm happy for a second. Yeah. And then there's problems yeah because it's like it's almost what you wanted but like not really and then you kind of get over focused on well it that. was what i wanted yeah but it but it's not meeting my it's not needs, like satisfying like I, you the way you right. thought it would right yeah. exactly that's exactly it and so what i have found is that i've realized that i personally honestly don't know what's really best for me yeah i can know what i want in this physical realm but it's kind of based on what other people want you know it's kind of a yeah I mean, you can go by trends. I mean, that's really popular for teens, even. Uh, Oh, even me. No, I'm just kidding. Like, especially (laughs) me. Even I would say especially me. It's easy to get kind of caught up in that. And especially, I mean, okay, so I went to a charter school when I was younger. Great. No, I didn't really know about brands. Brands weren't really a thing that were coveted, I guess. I had uniforms, so it wasn't like, oh, my gosh. Like Jen is a trendsetter. Yeah, <laughs> no. She is my trendsetter, though. Yeah, and but like you know, entering public school is like, oh my goodness, I need, I need Converse. Like, it couldn't oh, yeah. be she like not Converse. Converse. It had to be Converse, or oh, you know, it couldn't be like a knockoff brand. And it was like really bad for a while. And I look back now, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cringe. <laughs> because you thought you really needed it, but once you got it, you needed the next one. Exactly, right? and so, so it's like didn't fulfill you yeah it didn't give you what you thought you were looking for yeah 
And so when we were looking for a house, um, I really just, I just connected with God to have him show me the house, you know, that was ours. I didn't place too much on it. I've learned, I saved myself a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress when I put my faith in God and trust him to find me the house that he wants us to have. And when you do that, you develop this spiritual connection that doesn't even have words. It's like when we found our house, I didn't even go inside of the house. I walked to the backyard and saw woods and started crying. And it's not like I consciously started crying. It's more like a spirit led, like this is our house. Yeah. Doesn't even matter what's in the inside. And my mom can uh, attest to (laughs) (laughs) what was inside uh, because it was a very outdated, cheaply done 1977 split level house. Uh, The kitchen was kind of, I love to cook. Um, Really in the kitchen was a mess. And it wasn't really that great, but I can attest to over 20 years later, I love the house. It's the perfect house. It's a beautiful house. God actually gave us the funds. um, It's super cozy. When we needed them to get the house done. And my mom and dad, they love houses. They build their own house. Yeah. So they had a different vision of what a house should be. Right. And so we looked at, you know, we would look at houses. We'd go out on rides and just look at houses and yeah. the design of houses. And it's their houses beautifully decorated. Every single house they've ever had is amazing. And so when they saw our house, my mom didn't tell me at the time. They were really quiet, but she's just like, I never saw what you saw in that house. It was such a dump. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, can she see like the coziness and the heart oh, in it now? Yeah, after a couple of years, she's like, oh my gosh, your vision is amazing. She's yeah. like, I never ever, your house is like the, my favorite house. She's yeah. like, everybody else has bigger houses, but yours is my favorite. Yeah. It's so cozy. It's so warm. And it's just, you know, beautiful. It's like your vision is amazing, but it really was not my vision. It was God's vision. That's yeah. where the beauty comes in. And that's the story. It's like you really, when you want to, if you have faith in God, you have faith in the big things and the small things that he's going to guide you to where you need to go. So whether it's a house or a life-saving operation yeah. or a school or a college, it's like you can rack your brain insane. And this is where so much anxiety comes up, I think, in our world today. Is that we have so many opportunities and so many decisions. It's like, oh my gosh, what if I make the wrong decision? What if you go to the wrong college? Your life yeah. will be ruined. Which I, I just don't think that can happen because God, God knows. He's in control and it's ultimately, you know, I don't think things just happen and our coincidences, I think that things happen for a reason. You gain the experience that you you have for a specific reason. And absolutely, if I went to the quote unquote wrong college, like I would gain some knowledge from that and some life experience, which I think is just that testing to just laying your life down for God and having that focus on the spiritual realm instead of okay, well, if I go to this college, it's going to look better on this application for this career and I want this career and I want to make this amount of money and have this this amount of like cars and houses and kids and whatever right and this one's really impressive and blah 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 yeah but even going back to that wrong college so in the end is it really a wrong college no no it's not I mean that's the beauty of God he makes everything yeah and there's no like necessarily like mistakes I guess are just a way to learn right and so even with it's really cliche but (laughs) 
Right. And so, but the world wants to create this anxiety. And it's like, you can't make the wrong decision. Yeah. Especially in high school. It's like, oh my goodness. Schools and the classes you take and like, oh my gosh. And you, right. There's just so much stress and in life and in parenting. I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that a a parent has to deal with. Yeah. That uh, it's, it's overwhelming. So God is like a godsend. but he definitely sees the bigger picture and he knows and so it's really just making sure that you have this focus on what is not seen in front of you and it's really tough because we do live in a physical world and it's easy to get caught up wanting what's in the physical world and it really is and so that's because that's all we see (laughs) yep and then so that's where praying with spiritual focus is we actually went to the bible and we pulled out some bible verses that help us to determine where to place our focus when we're praying. And so when we pray, um, granted, sometimes it's very easy. Like if somebody's really sick, you pray because you want them to get well. Yeah, that's kind of like a no-brainer. Like, okay, yeah. And so that is your focus. But even in situations, even when family members and my children have been really sick, at some point, um, especially since adopting my beautiful, amazing daughter over here. We were never <laughs> going to go to China. It was not really on our list, but yeah. as we well, were... America was never really on my list either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you're cozy, all snug in your Chinese mama's womb, you probably never thought I'm going to fly on over to America yeah. as soon as I get it myself. <laughs> Wasn't in my plan. Curly haired white mama. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not in my plan. Not in her plan. And so, and we, I don't know, just yeah, right. But we prayed and it kept evolving. Yeah, and changing. for sure. And even when I was like conscious, I had to make a conscious decision to just kind of, well, not just to kind of go with God's plan, but like to, to go with God's plan and to give it my all and trust him in the process, no matter if it was just like really confusing feelings or surgery or just like health complications or even like the small things. It's really just being aware of God's presence and willing to take a leap and go over the edge for him and for right. his plans. And it, and it is amazing because kids have an incredible knowledge of God when they are younger. They don't yeah, have all it, it's truly incredible. I think kids preconceived are notions. crazy, like crazy cool. They're very intuitive and they have that connection. And when you were very little, I you were definitely aware of God. It's kind of I, amazing yeah, to I, see. I definitely can like feel that and know that and sense that. See it evolve, that mm-hmm. he had his hand on you the whole entire way. Yeah, even though like... Christianity isn't the, the most conventional religion over in China. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty much was outlawed, so you yeah. can't bring Bibles over there. So, but you did, you were in a Christian orphan. Well, it was started by a Christian woman. Yeah. So, not that it was a Christian Which orphanage. is really beautiful. But anyway, yeah. It was super cool. Yeah. And so, and, and those prayers, but my prayer for her, right, it, w- it was very, we went through a lot. Yeah. A lot. And she had a lot of things to overcome. And so, it seemed like a nightmare at a time, but... It was God-guided, and we prayed, and I had faith that God was going. Yeah. And you just kept focusing on... To take care of us. Focusing on, like, the things that weren't seen with that faith and that love and the patience aspect. Right. And if you and if you haven't listened to podcast number one, which was What is Faith? That kind of has our story in it that goes into much more detail with that because we're not really going to focus on that aspect right now. We're going to turn and um, we're going to discuss how to find how, as you and I and our listeners, how we can kind of find that spiritual focus as we're praying. Like, what do we want to pray for? What do we want to focus on yeah. that can build our faith? and create a stronger connection to God. Yeah. 
And so, of course, like always, we turn to the Bible because the Bible is just an incredible piece of art and work, and it's truly a love letter from God to us that it really that tells us a lot and has so much information in it, and, like, it holds the answers to a lot of our questions. It does. And as we work on breaking that cycle of anxiety, it is a beautiful resource Yeah, that also gives us tips as to where we need to focus our mind. For sure. The first one we have comes from the book of Philippians, and it's Philippians 4, 8. And that one says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yeah. And so that's really powerful because, I mean, this question of like, okay, how do we get a spiritual focus? What should we focus on as spiritual beings? And God tells us, he tells us that we should focus on the things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And I I mean, think you gotta, I mean, it takes work and practice to to really get your head into that mindset and practice it. It really does. But when you do, um, your whole perspective changes. It really does. For sure. And so when you're praying, and as we talked about and finding joy, the podcast Finding Joy, which I forget right now what number The Secret of Joy. The Secret of Joy. Yeah. I'm not the number sure, one secret but of joy. You'll find it if you go on there. <laughs> yeah. Look at our podcast. Uh, we discussed that a little bit and how kind of in our darkest hours, how to find that joy. And it really is focusing on the true, the noble, the praiseworthy, the admirable, the pure, yeah. the goodness. And so when we pray, a lot of times we're stuck in darkness. I don't yeah. know about you and our listeners there, but oftentimes it seems that the world is quite difficult and my heart feels broken yeah. and I'm praying in very dark and desperate places. And it's hard because it's easy to feel depressed. Yeah, it's I mean, the world sad. is just right. Like, I mean, it's just kind of like, ugh. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and that anxiety creeps up. But what happens, and even in our most recent incident when we're all really sick and things did seem kind of life-threatening for a bit, is that that fear wanted to kick in and I wanted to dissolve and anger and curl up and like be done with life. But God kept showing up and I was just, I kept focusing on the good and then the beautiful people and friends who supported us and uh, the doctors and uh, the things that had happened that helped to shift and change things. And I focused on really what was lovely. And in dark situations, it can be hard to find. But if you look, you will find something, I guarantee. You will find a speck of light. Yeah. You will find a speck of hope. And like, it, even in, especially in those dark hours, it's like the smallest things can be like the biggest things. And I think that's just God's way of saying he's here and he's He's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's going to be right there and, you know. Um, right by your side, helping you out. And so yeah. if you're stuck, my find anything praiseworthy. Take anything you can. Just like those little things, the people in your life, just like who or what is making you smile. And 
right? Yeah. Because if you're here, and even and even if you can't smile, yes, what's making you smile? And if it gets really dark, sometimes there are no smiles. Yeah. But if there's not, still, there's something to be thankful. If you're living and breathing and walking, there's something to be thankful for. Yeah, for sure. So you want to look for that, whether it's like, you know, for me, I was able to use the bathroom when I needed it. It looked like I wasn't going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> but oh I got to the bathroom and was going in an ambulance for an hour and a half. Um, thank you, Lord. That was praiseworthy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it can be gets down to the simple basics. We had food. Yeah, I had, had really food. good food, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, which I had the sense that God, the Holy Spirit, was doing in my ear when we're in an emergency to pack food. We're there all day, all night, without access to food. We had food. Yeah. <laughs> that was praiseworthy. Yeah. I mean, so it gets to the simple, basic things sometimes. Even when I was in a hospital and nobody knew what was wrong with me and I had tubes coming out of every hole of my body. Okay. <laughs> little TMI after, there. Yeah. After, after a surgery and trying to have kids, we're rolling back now over 20 years ago here. And I had a surgery that went wrong. Um, I had 10 pounds of fluid in my stomach and it was an emergency and I was having all these tests and I couldn't eat. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I couldn't do anything. But... Mir- mir- miracle of miracle, my family showed up out of the blue. It was amazing. It was so praiseworthy. It was so incredible. And my husband had called my family right before we got in the ambulance, and I didn't know it. And my parents, who lived a couple hours away, happened to be at my sister's house, who was nearby, and they all drove over and surprised me in an emergency. It yeah. was amazing. And so just like the small things is... Or the big things. Like, that was really big. <laughs> that was really big. I mean, that wasn't a coincidence. That was for sure a God thing. And focusing on that instead of, like, the pain or... Okay, right. I'm not saying, like, you know, pain's really hard to take your mind off of. But, you know, the bad things that are happening or the things that seem like they're hopeless. Like, it's easy to focus on them. But when you just shift your gaze onto the things that are good, it really makes you aware of God's presence. And it shows you how good he is. And Right. Yeah. I and mean, then- it, it takes the the blame off of God for like the quote unquote, well, okay, there's bad things in the world, but you know, the, there's lots the negative things. things and Right. Yeah. So you, you had a really good point because I, and I like your point that you had just said, because right, other people, my family members, they were really angry. They were angry with the whole situation and the doctors couldn't find anything wrong. They're very upset. They're very mad, very angry, very negative. And I'm like, Hey, I'm happy they can't find something wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's praiseworthy to me. So there really are different perspectives to this. You yeah. really have a choice in how For you sure. show up in a situation. Yeah. And whether you focus on what is good and praiseworthy or whether you show up and focus on the negative. Yeah. I mean, it really, it, it also shows other people how, like, how good God is. Like, if you are focusing on the good things during a really, really challenging time, it it kind of boggles people's mind. It sometimes it almost frustrates them, but I think it does. You're right. It really does. I think it also is a really good example to show people like it's possible to be joyful and dancing in the rain kind of when bad things are happening. Right. And it's not to not acknowledge, you know, what you're going through. Yeah. You want to face that and acknowledge that. For sure. But really when you look for that good, even in the bad, you're going to find that peace. You're going to find that joy. Yeah. You're going to release that fear. Yeah. Or the fear might be there, but it's not going to totally control you. For sure. So that is the beauty of, of focusing on what's good, pure. Noble. Noble. 
Admirable. <laughs> and praiseworthy. Lovely. Just everything that is good in this world, everything that is godly, basically. It, yeah. Yeah. So. So then we are going on to we're number two. Number two is Colossians 3.2. And it says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And that kind of like goes along with, like my mom and I were talking about this, and we kind of decided it goes along with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the seven fruits, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, which kind of a kind of a lot to intake there. Right, a lot of information, but, but it's hard to when it's hard when you say set your minds on things above. We're surrounded by physical, earthly things. Yeah, it's really get, hard not to get distracted. Yeah, and to find it's like, what does that mean? And so. It really, the fruits of the Holy Spirit is a great place to focus. Yeah, because those are not really, they're, they're unseen things, right? Right. You know, they're, they're, they're oh, heavenly, they're above, and they're not of this world, really. Yeah, and they build, they build that relationship with God. Yeah. They build that relationship with the Almighty. They help you to connect to that joy and peace and love. It is part of the Holy Spirit. So when you focus on those things, that is going to draw you closer, draw you into the Holy Spirit, help you to be present, yeah. and draw you closer to God. For sure. And then you want that patient and kindness. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... I, I'm, I'm trying to think of, a, of an example where, you know, I'm going to focus on, like, more earthly things. I guess, well, kind of going into this college process, it's very much, uh, it was easy to get swept up by friends and, like, oh, like, looking at colleges, they're so cool. And who's going just, where? Yeah. All the big kinda, name colleges. Well, and... I, I kind of didn't really focus on that. But, yeah, I mean, it's so easy to, like, look at it and be like, ooh, it kind of uh, ogle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the word? Is it ogle? going to MIT. She's yeah. applying to Harvard. Oh. Yeah. Or just, like, you know, that stuff. And it was very, like, oh, I want to go to whatever. It was just, it's easy to get caught up in that, the worldly aspect of that instead of trusting God and being, like, okay, what colleges are going to support my faith and what colleges are going to support, you know, the seven fruits and how can I grow as a human being, like, in these seven fruits at, or, like, what college will grow my character and my the seven fruits of the spirit right what's so. and what's going to support you where you are right now in your life you yeah know, whether um, and support what you want to do and where your focus is yeah and so it was I kind of had to shift my focus and make it more spiritual instead of okay kind of get kind of getting caught up with everybody else I had to focus on myself and be like okay what am I ready for what do I want and what do what ultimately what is God's plan for me and where is he guiding me so right. okay, it was cool. just a cool cool thing to see the juxtaposition between how I was feeling at the start of college applications and stuff and kind of where I am now and it's definitely I've given a lot more of that control up to God and putting my trust into him because it's scary at this age you yeah. really have no idea where your life is going to go but you know with God everything seems to be much more stable and I feel more sane <laughs> right in the beginning I think it was a whirlwind where you couldn't even focus and kind of was like ah yeah. I can't do this I yeah it's, it was terrifying but now I'm like I kind of I'm just like okay God 
I've given it to you and it doesn't mean I'm not being proactive about, you know, no. planning and like pursuing God. We look at the facts, right? Yeah. We did a reality check um, with everything, location, money, yeah, what you wanted to do. And all those things have to come into place. Just kind of like putting more, like focusing on my goals too. So. Yep. And took it to God. Yeah. So that was good. I'm going to read another one. Second okay. Corinthians 4, 18. Yeah. And this is similar to the one that you read. Yeah. I love this one. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since that is seen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And that's kind of like what I was talking about before. I remember looking at this and I didn't think about it because I was like, oh, is that, is it, I was trying to like question the Bible for some reason. I was like, oh, is it even true? And then I was like, huh, well, we're humans, we're physical beings and you know, if you look at buildings and stuff, like humans are going to fade away and buildings are going to f- crash and mountains right. are going to fall into the sea and things are eventually going to disappear. But, you know, if you think about love, faithfulness and all those kind of character aspects, they're never going to disappear. It's going to be eternal right. and forever. Right. And, it, and it's really hard when we're in this physical world because it seems like, like our house yeah. In the world. It seems like the biggest thing. Like, Everything's oh going to stay the same. Yeah, but it's really not. Nothing <laughs> ever does. It's constantly changing, and it, and it goes away. So worldly things do not last. And so worldly things are physical things that we see on this earth, which includes our flesh and our bodies. But guess what? They change. I can be testament to that. Yeah. Back when you're a teenager, you kind of take everything for granted. But once you become in your 50s, you're like, dang <laughs> yeah what did i ever complain about about my body when i was younger <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so silly <laughs> yeah um it includes houses and land and money and cars electronics food clothes it's all physical things yeah so some of the heavenly setting your mind on heavenly things would be focusing on love light purity serving others god you know just god in general <laughs> Creating beauty, spreading joy, sharing hope, facilitating peace and healing yourself and others, taking care of yourself and others, building love and respectful relationships. And those are all heavenly things. And some of them may be physical, like building relationships, but it's built on non-physical things. Right. I think building relationships probably, you know, that the actual relationship is... It's more spiritual because we're all spirits. Yep. I'm not like, I'm not like, oh yeah, mom, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not liking you because of your physical self. Right. You're not liking me because of my curly hair. No, no. (laughs) I mean, it's just a part of, it's a part of you, but it's not who you are. Right. And so, and I think even um, looking at that, particularly for teens, which might seem kind of ridiculous, but even if you look at those when you're going into a career, I think they can tie into lots of different careers out there, uh, whether it's serving others through um, nursing or being a doctor or a lawyer, you know, yeah. that is serving others or I think it's creating yeah. beauty, which can be artists and photographers and homemakers. And, you know, it runs the gamut. It's like, it's very important for us as individuals to create beauty around us that reflect God's love and beauty yeah for sure because God creates and God gave us the ability to create which is the most amazing thing ever and I mean it shows that 
God is part of us because he's given us that ability like he has like he has that ability yep so it's just really cool so these things are really important and they do tie in with careers so it's not like we're saying hey i'll go off and be a minister or something yeah it goes if you are focusing on god and going where he leads it can be a a whole bunch of careers a whole bunch of different things um he's not saying like drop everything and become a pastor (laughs) right it's like you don't have to be an angel here on earth in order to dwell in the heavenly yeah for sure and so sharing hope, you know, it could be ministry, um, but it could be other things as well. You could share yeah. hope in any kind of job, probably, as you're yeah. working with others. And so there's uh, lots of different things that you can focus on. Yeah. And so focusing on those things is just going to take your take your mind away from the physical and kind of getting caught up in that. And I, I mean, I pray for all of you guys that it's and for myself and just like working on myself to just being able to set my mind on God's promises and really just fulfilling what he has planned and not what I want or think I need or what I have planned right and God has some some people all around the world on different trips things that I couldn't yeah. even imagine and it's truly things like snowboarding in strange places yeah i mean God just brings a lot of cool things out of a lot of different experiences. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be like a missions trip or anything. I mean, people just send people everywhere and people come back changed. So it's cool. And so we have one more Bible verse. Yeah. That helps us to really focus with a spiritual aspect when we're praying. And I think this one's really important. And I think this one is kind of exciting because it brings a lot of hope. Yeah, for sure. So it's Proverbs 4.25, and it says, did you want to read it? Sure. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. And it's like, boom, how simple is that? It's it's so simple, but it's like... <laughs> really it's, hard. It's also really hard. I mean, it's not... It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy to not think about what happened yesterday or a year ago, especially, I mean, okay, as a teen, if you do something embarrassing, it seems like the biggest thing, and you, like, go back to it, and you're like, why did I do that, or why did I say that? Cycling around in your head, and you're turning pink the next day, a week later, when you think about it, maybe. I mean, that's embarrassing. But it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's over, and there's nothing you can do about it. You You can make decisions to not do that again, but you really can't do anything about it in that moment or going forward. You can we can really only go forward. So right, and it's it's interesting working with people. There's a lot of people, and hey, I'm right there with everyone who gets stuck in the past. That things that happened in the past and it cycles over, and you hang on to it, and you kind of relive these these traumas that have happened in the past, like over and over again subconsciously. Um, and it's and if somebody's hurt you or wronged you, it can be really hard to let that go. Yeah, it's not like, oh, yeah, I just forgive you. Like, you're you're good. I mean, that's, it's, like, it's, yeah, I it's almost traumatic. It, it is, creates I'm, trauma. It does. It's like, and it can create, it can ruin families and relationships. Like, I'm not inviting them to Christmas because yeah. they said this and this and this, and I'm not talking yeah. to them, and blah, 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 blah. And this was all in the past. It's gone. Yeah. It's over. It's gone with the wind. So one way to break out of the cycle of anxiety is to let the past go 
It yeah. doesn't exist anymore. It's really not there. Yeah. It's only there in your mind. For sure. And chances are everybody's going to see that situation differently than you did. So yeah. to keep I recycling mean, the same thing over and over in your head, yeah, it's not going to benefit you at all in moving forward. Yeah. But one thing, kind of key thing, is that you do need to like acknowledge that, or that like something, you need to you need to acknowledge that anxiety or that fear or whatever, because if you don't, it's that's not necessarily getting stuck in the past, but it is acknowledging that it did hurt you or it did happen to you, and that's gonna allow you to move forward and pray with a more focused or a more spiritual focus yes that's an excellent point to point out because what we're not saying to do is to like block it out and pretend that it never happened yeah because that's only going to create more anxiety and cause anxiety panic attacks and stuff later because your mind can block it out but your subconscious is going to hang on to that and it's going to remember that and so it's going to cause a lot of anxiety going forward if it's something that was really upsetting and so uh you want to look forward Um, But you need to acknowledge the fear and what is going on with whatever you have a hard time letting go. And sometimes it's helpful to get professional help if you're really hanging on to an event or a relationship that's been troubling you. Yeah. Uh, Because you want to be able to work through those feelings and emotions. Feelings and emotions are not here to hurt us. They won't hurt us. What hurts us is when we hang on to them. Yeah. You want to be able to acknowledge them accept them, feel them, but then at some point you want to let them go. And move on. And move on. Yeah. And so that's going to be helpful. Your, your life will change if you're able to do that. Yeah. For and, sure. And it can be difficult. But So praying with spiritual focus, I think we're coming to the end Yeah. of this one. I mean, this was kind of a journey, and I really liked it, honestly. I mean... To have a spiritual focus while praying is honestly the key to just building like a strong relationship with Christ, and yes. yeah, it really it's going is. to allow you to move into His path, which is ultimately greater. Even though as humans we think we're we think we're so great and we have everything figured out and we can be self sufficient, but we can't. Yeah. Or it's not or work. Yep. <laughs> or or we're fearful right and we want yeah. to control everything so we still have everything figured out like you said but we have everything quote figured out we have everything controlled in a small little space and we don't want anything out of order because we don't want any surprises or anything we can't handle so it's not that god, god probably will challenge you to greatness but yeah we can guarantee that if you stay connected with god and pray with him and are faithful in following him that this it will lead to greatness and to joy and beauty that you've never experienced before. Yeah. It's like God just keeps growing and growing our faith and our experiences. Yeah. Which I think is just super amazing because none of this is what I had planned. Honestly, when I was younger, I was, I was like, I'm like for sure going to this college and this is how my life is going to be, you know, it's kind of silly thinking back like I even had those because you know I'm 10 years older now or whatever and it's nothing like I planned it would be or how I thought I'd be feeling right and I would say probably uh, it's nothing like I ever thought 
I would be. Yeah, I thought I for would, sure. I thought I'd have four to six kids in a house somewhere. Well, technically, she a, does have four kids. You right. have Tristan and I, and then a dog and a cat. And then the dad. Person. So if you like want to <laughs> count him, you five kids. Oh boy, don't listen, Dad. Don't listen to this. I didn't say that. Your daughter said that. <laughs> I'm kidding. He does like to play a lot of games, though. He does. He I is. like to play games. He can too. be one big hit. Yeah, so. I got furry kids too. But my life, um, yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere where I ever thought I would be. And you know what? I'm loving it. Yeah. And that's, me too. And I and I. I think I've actually found like true joy. Yes, it's like I'm in a place of joy and contentment. Yeah, it's not like you're just kind of like getting dragged by life. You no. are thriving in life, right? <laughs> and so, and that's great for you because you're in high school, and so it's really scary with the next phase. And I'm in yeah. my fifties, and it can be really scary with the next phase. But yeah. I am excited personally too to what is going to be unfolding Me too. as we cling to God's hand and faith and yeah. hope and prayer. 22 year 2022 gonna be all shiny and new yeah yeah Yeah. and so as we just close out i want to close this out in prayer because yes please do your prayer praying is just it's an incredible tool we has we we has (laughs) grammar who is she praying or prayer is such a powerful tool that we as christians have and it anybody has access to it honestly and the holy spirit just moves and Mm -hmm. when i pray i can feel the holy spirit and it's just really really cool so yeah and the more you do that the more you can feel the holy spirit in your life and be directed by god yeah Uh, so it is cool yeah it really is so please join me in prayer and absolutely then we'll close out so dear god thank you so much for the space today and giving us the time and honestly just like the passion to be talking about this and I pray that whoever is listening was able to just get something out of this amen god it's so hard to to not get distracted by the physical world Mm -hmm. we live in a physical world we are physical beings and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes we think we know best but ultimately god we don't and I pray that you just lay your 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 intentions into our heart and you give us passion for you and for whatever you have laid in our hearts. God, I pray that we are open to whatever you are just orchestrating in the heavens. And I pray that whatever you are orchestrating that we are focusing on. God, I just am so lucky to be able to have my mom and these listeners. I pray that you are just able to guide them down the path that they need to be on. And I pray that, God, they are just able to be open and also be vessels for your word and your gospel. I pray that you are just able to guide us on the journey of life with just the knowledge that you are guiding us and that you are just the most powerful thing out there. And we love you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. And uh, beautiful listeners out there, we really need you in this world right now. We We, do. We need you, all you faithful warriors out there who believe in God. Uh, This is his world. He created it. There's nothing he can really be surprised at, but it's our time to step up and shine. Yeah. And proclaim our relationship with God and to nurture it, take care of it 
pray and be connected. Proclaim so, his name. Amen. And so yes. we can move forward uh, in that faith and create change all around us and let people see that love and that joy that is emitting from us, which is really God and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. And we are so thankful for y'all. Yes, we are. And if you would like to um, have more of us. <laughs> if you want to see more of us. If you want to hear from more, more of us. If you want more inspiration for More encouragement. Day, not just uh, every other week. Yeah. Um, please follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Faithfully Unapologetic. Faithfully underscore unapologetic, all lowercase. And then, <laughs> and then if you're a Facebook fan, um, for all you, you oldies out there, no, <laughs> for all you mamas who might be on Facebook, uh, please follow Kelly Jean Pittman, my page. That's where all the updates for a Faithfully Unapologetic podcast will be. And please like us and we'd love to hear comments wherever you're listening to yeah. us from please i mean like feel free to dm think. us on instagram or facebook yes that would be awesome if you have any ideas for future podcasts yeah. we would love that too if you have ideas on how to improve we'd love that as well yeah and if you have found that this has been helpful by all means please share our podcast with your friends yeah and thank you for listening thank you for listening we send you immense love, and we're signing out in faith and love. Jada and Kelly. Bye. Bye. <laughs>